Okay, so by the time this episode goes live, I should be in the thick of the newborn haze, which is exactly why I have to tell you all about my experience working with today's guest. If you've been following along on Instagram for the past few months, you might have seen that my family moved to a new house in a new city when I was 34 weeks pregnant. Basically, at the end of 2020, my husband Scott got a new long-term assignment at work that resulted in a crazy long commute. As a time management coach and podcaster, I can work from anywhere, so we decided to put the pedal to the metal and try to move closer to his work before our baby's mid-March due date. Prepping, listing, selling, looking, buying, and moving is quite an ordeal in any season of life. But I knew that unpacking and getting settled with the timer running out on this pregnancy was really going to push me to my limits. Not to mention, we downsized by about 250 square feet. I was very stressed and incredibly anxious about how we were going to make it all work and did not want to bring a newborn home to a house filled with boxes. So instead of trying to be superwoman and do it all myself, I hired another superwoman to bring her expertise and help us unpack more than 100 boxes. We stopped counting at around 90. And here's the kicker. We did it all in only three days. With the recent explosion of interest in decluttering and home organizing, from tidying up with Marie Kondo to the rainbow-loving Joanna and Clea from the Home Edit, I'd always thought that hiring a pro organizer was for fancy people with grand homes in huge walk-in closets. Boy, has my perspective changed. Hey friends, and welcome to episode 73 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire women seeking better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and I am so pumped to introduce you to today's guest, Sarah West, miracle worker and owner of South Coast Organizers. So let me tell you about Sarah. After years of being the go-to organizer for friends and family when moving out, moving in, and moving together, Sarah launched her business, South Coast Organizers, in 2019. She extends her passion, vision, and talents to assist her clients in organizing, decluttering, and designing spaces they will love. She enjoys working with clients who want to be engaged in the process, but also understands that some people are ready to hand off the project, ghost, and return later for the grand reveal. After working with Sarah, you will feel relieved and re-energized about your spaces. Sarah lives in Baton Rouge, Louisiana with her husband, Ryan, and their fur baby, Oliver. You can typically find her around Mid-City Baton Rouge, grabbing coffee at French Truck or a cocktail with friends at Radio Bar. She loves attending local events like the Mid-City Makers Market and Live After Five. You can also find Sarah during Mardi Gras season dancing with the infamous Baby Cakes dance crew. If you're in the area and you run into the Baby Cakes, be on the lookout for Sarah in her mullet wig. In today's conversation with Sarah, we dive into the mindset block that holds so many women back from delegating or asking for help. She tells the story of how she pivoted from a career in teaching to starting her business from scratch and then gradually growing it by keeping things simple. She also shares her two top tips for being more intentional with your stuff and getting organized. 
And finally, Sarah walks us through the four-step process of what it's really like to have a pro organizer come into your home and totally change your life. As if you couldn't tell from her bio, this is not an interview with an uptight, no-nonsense, super serious professional organizer. We laugh a lot and had a really great time talking. And I know you've got a lot on your plate and you might be listening to this episode while you're running errands, folding laundry, or who knows, maybe you're even organizing your pantry right now and you're not exactly able to jot down notes easily when you hear something you want to remember. But don't you worry, I've taken notes so you don't have to. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 73. And finally, I want to thank you again for being a fan. And if you haven't yet, I invite you to tap that subscribe button to be notified as soon as new episodes go live. If you like what you hear, I'd be so grateful for your review. And with that, it's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. Hey, Sarah, welcome to It's About Time. I am so excited that you're joining me on the show today. And honestly, I'm a little surprised that you're not sick and tired of me after spending like <laughs> I don't know what, 20 hours with me earlier this week. I was going to say, yeah, it was about 18 hours. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Hey. laughs> so um, if you guys followed along on Instagram about, I guess it was about a month ago because this episode is going live in mid to late March. I actually made the move um, to a new city when I was 34 weeks pregnant. <laughs> and as you can imagine, being large and in charge like that means that getting stuff out of boxes and getting settled, one, was going to be super difficult. And two, we're under a serious time crunch because, um, you know, there's a baby on the way. And so I, you know, Sarah actually joined um, an episode, I think it was episode 25 back in March of 2020 and shared what was working for her during the early days of the pandemic. And I have kept in touch with her on Instagram. And then we met for the first time on Monday when she came and spent three days helping us get unpacked and organized. Like y'all, I cannot even tell you what an absolute game changer this this whole experience was. So I cannot sing Sarah's praises enough, sing the praises of working with an organizer in general. And I'm going to stop talking now <laughs> and turn it over to Sarah. I already you know, read her official bio, but Sarah, in your own words, tell us, how do you spend your time these days? Well, hi, Anna. Thank you for having me. And I'm definitely not sick of you yet. Um, <laughs> It's so funny to make a friend on the internet. And then when you finally meet in person, it's like kind of weird because you kind of feel like you already know them, but yeah, it, it, you're just not sure how much you need to reveal that you know about them kind of thing. You know, it's, yeah. a little, it's a little weird, but we definitely got to spend lots of time together. So I think we can say that we're real life friends now. Yeah. I mean, you folded my underwear. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like that's about as close as it gets. <laughs> that is as close as it gets for sure. So, um, the majority of my time is uh, spent on my business. So I'm the owner of South Coast Organizers. We're a full service home and business organization company. Um, I started my business two years ago. I'm going year three. Um, so the majority of my time is spent working with clients and doing all the behind the scenes things, as you know, as a small business owner that need to be done. Um, but in my free time, um, I like to hang out. I'm a pretty easy person, like to just kind of hang out, watch movies, 
um, cook lots of good food with friends and my husband. Um, I have a dog named Oliver. We've been enjoying lots of fun walks since, you know, the pandemic started. Um, I love doing things around Mid-City. That's my neighborhood. So things like um, Mid-City Maker's Market is really fun. And um, a couple of times a year, they do a big art walk down Government Street, which is one of my favorite nights of the year. Um, I also love Mardi Gras, even though we're not having Mardi Gras this year. I know. And I want to cry about it so much. Yeah. But I know that people's lives are more important than me dancing in the street. So, that's, that's um, true. so yeah, I love Mardi Gras. I'm a part of a dance group called the Baby Cakes. And we dance and wear crazy costumes. And it's always just a really fun time. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty simple girl. I like to go out for drinks and dinner and hang out with friends. Love to dance, whether it's in the street or, you know, in somebody's backyard. Don't really care. Yeah. I'll dance yeah. anywhere. <laughs> All the dancing in general. So yeah. um, if if you didn't catch this, so Sarah act is actually based in the Baton Rouge area in Louisiana. And so that's kind of the area that my family just moved to. We're right outside of Baton Rouge. And so it was, I knew it would be the perfect opportunity to work with Sarah. So out of curiosity, you're based in Baton Rouge. Do you serve areas outside of Baton Rouge too? Yes, I do. So basically Baton Rouge, all the surrounding areas. So, you know, all the little towns around Prairieville, Gonzales. Um, I even have, um, you know, Port Allen, those types of little towns around Baton Rouge. Um, I have a few clients in New Orleans and Mandeville as well. Also, I'm from the Lafayette area from New Iberia. Shout out to DeBerry. Um, so I do serve those areas as well because I have lots of friends and family, you know, that still live in that area. So I do travel, um, around, you know, the Louisiana area. So, yeah. So if somebody is listening and they're in like Michigan and they're like, oh my gosh, I need Sarah to come fold my Buy me too. a plane ticket. I will come. <laughs> <laughs> and do you, do you, do you offer virtual services too? I do. So at the beginning of the pandemic, I did, you know, kind of do that as well. Um, I would say a virtual service, though, is for for more of a self-starter DIY person um, mm-hmm. because I can kind of coach you through things. Um, it, it's it's a little bit harder for those who really need the hands-on um, one-on-one experience. So yeah. if you're kind of a self-starter and kind of know how to organize but just need a little bit of help and coaching, then, yeah, virtual is definitely for you because we just do a couple little meetings and I kind of just coach you through the the process and make recommendations. So. So yeah, virtual is definitely out there as well. Interesting. Okay. So you started your business back in 2019. Yes. Uh, tell me what, in, you know, how did you end up in organizing? Have you always been a super organized person or, you know, how did you end up, you know, starting your own business and being an organizer? So it's funny, Anna, because I actually, my degrees are in education. I was a teacher. So I have an elementary education degree, um, master's in elementary education as well. Um, I taught, yeah, I taught uh, first grade for about seven years. Um, Yeah, it was, it was good. It was hard, but um, my whole family is teachers. It just kind of like felt like that was like what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So went into that and, you know, did pretty well. Um, but I kind of got to the point where I was tired of being in the classroom. So I thought, you know, obvious next steps would be a leadership position, like vice principal mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and my last year of teaching, a position did come open at my school and I interviewed for it and ended up not getting it. So I was really disappointed, but I was just kind of like, okay, maybe I need to just move on to a different school or something like that. So I kind of just started thinking about what I really wanted. And I kind of decided that I was kind of done with teaching. I had a really hard last year. Um, every year that I worked at this school, I had like a new principal. So it was just like, it was just a lot of turnover and stuff like that, which was just really hard. Yeah. So, that's tough. Especially when like the leadership and the philosophy changes from year right, to year. Right. And what really kept me there though, was my coworkers. Like I had great relationships with all my coworkers. And we really were a family. And I mean, the kids, the kids were hard, but the kids were great. I really loved them a lot. But it just got to the point where I was just so miserable that I just knew I wasn't doing right by them. So that's when I kind of just was like, okay, do I change schools or do I just like figure something else out? 
And I'd had this idea for doing professional organizing for like years. I had this yeah. idea probably like three years before I started it. And I didn't know it was a thing. I just, it was just something that I always like did with friends. Like I felt like every time a friend would move, I would be there helping them, getting them settled in. Like I had other friends that would be in their house and they would say, oh, I'm, you know, this space is driving me crazy. And I'd like help them work through it and stuff like that. And so I don't know. I kind of just was talking to my mom about it, telling her about this experience that I had at a friend's house that we had like decluttered her entire house in a day. And her husband was like, how did y'all do all of this? Like he was completely amazed at how much work we got done. And we had so much fun. Like we were drinking wine. We were being silly, like just having a great time, just like cleaning my friend's house. So I was telling my mom about it and she said, well, you know, like that's called professional organizing. That's a business. And I'm like, what, you know, I had no idea what she was talking about. And she said, you have a cousin that does that. She has a professional organizing business. And once she said that, I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about that. I mean, this was a cousin we weren't that close with. I hadn't yeah. seen her in years. You know, I, I didn't, I, you know, it wasn't anybody I was really thinking about. And so she was like, you should reach out to her and ask her about this business. So I did. And she, she's based out of Lafayette. Um, she owns Complete Organization in Lafayette. Her name's Jenny. Mm-hmm. And um so, you know, I reach out to her, we have a little meeting and I'm just asking her tons of questions. And she was so open with like how she started her business. She gave me basically all these books that she had read and, you know, other things to look at on the internet and all kinds of things. So she kind of got planted the seed and kind of got me started thinking about it. But for me, it was just like, I'm not a business owner. I don't know anything about running a business. I can't right? do this, you know? So for me, when I'm meeting with her, I'm thinking like, oh, I'm going to ask her to hire me and she's going to just hire me. Because I can't run a business, I can do the organization stuff, but not that. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just straight up asked her, I was like, do you want help? Like, would you, would you hire me? And I mean, sweet. She's so sweet. She was like, no, I like working by myself. (laughs) Hey, when you know, you know. Right. So she knew and that's fine. You know, so I was like, okay. So, you know, I come home and I'm telling my husband about it and I'm all excited about it. And he's like, well, Sarah, why don't you just like do it? And I'm like, well, how do you just do it? I, I don't understand. So I kind of sat down with a friend of mine. She helped me help me build my website. I was like, well, let me just kind of start with a few things. So I started with the website. I posted on Facebook to like my friends and family, like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm starting this business. If anybody knows anybody that needs these services, you know, I'd love to get started, you know, working on a couple projects, things like that. I reached out to another friend that was in Baby Cakes. She uh, has an event planning company. Cause I'm just thinking like, I just need another job for right now. And then I can kind of mm-hmm. figure out this organizing business as I go. Yeah. So I reached out to my friend who has the event planning company. We have lunch. I'm kind of basically asking her for a job. Like, I'm like, do you need a personal assistant? Do you need anything? And she's like, well, actually my house is a wreck. Would you want to come organize my house? And so I'm like, yes. So yes. she ended up being my first client. And so from there, I just kind of started snowballing. Like I started doing a lot of networking events in Baton Rouge. There's lots of uh, networking groups and events, happy hour clubs, you know, Mm -hmm. um, book clubs, you know, just all kinds of things that I was like, just kind of throwing myself out there, going to all these things, meeting people. When you tell somebody that you're a professional organizer, a lot of people either have never heard of that. And so they want to know more or they immediately go, I need you. Uh-huh. Every single time. I'm I know that. Every I get time. the same thing when I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a time management coach. Like, what is that? Or help me. Oh, totally. They'll be like, help me or I need you. Or, oh my God, my mom needs you or something. Like yeah. everyone has that person in their life that they're like, ooh, they could, they could use you for something. And it just is kind of a unique thing. So I felt like I was able to make really good connections with people really quickly. And then that just kind of started snowballing with, getting clients and things like that. I also just like have tons of friends. Like I have lots of different groups of friends in Baton Rouge. My husband does as well. I met a lot of people through, you know, when I was teaching and stuff. I mean, I was there for a while, so I made lots of really close connections. So I just had a lot of people recommending me. And so that kind of helped to like jumpstart getting clients and things like that. Heck yeah. That is awesome. You know, I love that you we're, we're just like, okay, so this is a thing. Right. Let me figure it out. I have no idea how to run a business. No I <laughs> have a background in education and now you're in year three yes. and 
I mean, it looks like things are going amazing. I mean, clearly you know what you're doing and you're super busy. Like I had to book you like super far in advance to make sure that I had you the week that we moved in. I know it's kind of crazy because the people that you think you're going to get tons of recommendations from are not the people that are recommending you. Like it'll be the most random person that just met you and you made a great impression. And I'll, I'll ask people, you know, oh, how did you hear about me? Because I like to know if it's, oh, are, are they hearing about me on Instagram? Is my Instagram, you know, bringing in clients? Is it Google? You know, just so I can kind of know. And yeah. a lot of times people will give me names of people and I'm like, I barely know that person. Yeah. But they just recommended me. You know what I mean? So it's just really interesting how things kind of start to snowball and how yeah. you're like, oh, you get to this point where you look at your calendar and you're like, oh, gosh, I have nothing going on. And you kind of have that mini panic as an entrepreneur, you know, what am I going to do? And then all of a sudden the phone calls start rolling in and you start getting your thing. So it, yeah, it's, it's been going really good. Basically, you know, we shut down a few months of the pandemic um, when the whole state was on lockdown, basically right. um, March through, basically through May. Yeah. And then kind of June, I started kind of dipping my toes, you know, calling a couple of people, you know, are you ready for me to come in your house? That type of thing. And it's been like, zero to 100 real yeah. quick, uh, you know, from July all the way to now. So I'm yeah, super grateful. I, I can imagine so. And I, I think that really speaks to the power of, first of all, being your authentic self. And second of all, making a good first impression. Yeah. It's always easier to make a good first impression when you're just being yourself. And then that impression is what like you said, snowballs into the referrals and the recommendations and all of the exciting things that you have going on now. So I have to know, you are a professional organizer. And I think a lot of people would make assumptions that you have that you have like this color coded <laughs> planner and all of this like super intricate, like life and time organization things. So give us a peek behind the curtain. Let us know, like, how do you actually like do life and run your business? What does that look like? So for me, I, the way that I kind of keep my spaces well organized is that I just don't have a lot of stuff. I live in a smaller house that doesn't have a lot of storage. And so I was kind of forced to just really pare down my things to the bare minimum. And I've learned that over the past, I've been in this house for, we've been in this house almost three years. Um, I've just learned that like, wow, I really don't need that much stuff. Like all the things that I thought I needed are you, I was keeping like just in case I've never needed them. Or when I needed them, I can just go to the store and buy it. So that's the main thing of how I keep my life organized is I keep it very, very simple. Um, like you said, I mean, my house isn't anything perfect. It's not out of, you know, a magazine or anything like that. I do have, you know, color-coded books on my bookshelf because why not? It makes me happy. Right? Um, I, know, I'm, I'm right with you. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, my kitchen is pretty well organized. I have, you know, little organizers in the drawer and that type of thing. But the main thing that I do to keep myself organized is to just not have a lot of stuff. So because it, the less stuff you have to worry about, the less you have to clean up and organize. So I'm all about that simple life. Um, as far as my business goes, um, in the early days when I was kind of just worrying about clients, you know, I kind of just was just worried about, you know, getting clients. Then it kind of got to the point where like, okay, I need to figure out a bank account, you know, the, yeah. the taxes, all that stuff. So it's just like, I kind of slowly just started adding things each month. Mm -hmm. So like the first thing I did was, you know, make everything official with the state and got my LLC and I got a bank account and all that stuff. Then it was like, okay, how am I going to keep track of all this stuff? So I got QuickBooks because that was like the easiest thing to get. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, each month I've kind of noticed, okay, wait, I need to be keeping track of, you know, my hours with each client. And, um, what I do is I do product purchasing as well for clients. So when I'm working uh -huh. with them and we see we need bins or something like that, I just pick it out and order it, but I have to keep track of, you know, how much that costs. So then right. I just, you know, receipts, expenses, all that yeah. stuff. So then I created just like a simple Excel spreadsheet with like my clients' names, how many hours we've worked. And like all the product totals and like that kind of stuff. So like I keep it very, very simple and I kind of just add things in as I see that they're needed. That way, like it wasn't like me trying to figure out all this stuff at once. Yeah. It was just kind of like organically kind of happened. Um, 
And at the end of my first year, there was a lot of things like, like I said, the product purchasing, um, the receipt. I was kind of falling behind on all that stuff because most days I'm working in people's houses. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have time to like, you know, be tracking my expenses. So right, like desk like, time. You don't yeah. do your job behind a desk. You do your your job like in people's kitchens. Exactly, exactly. And by the time I'm done with that, I'm usually really tired and I don't want to do anything else. Right. So you know, at the end of my first year, I noticed that I was kind of, you know, missing a few receipts. You know, that type of stuff. So I kind of sat down and wrote down an administration day schedule. Um, where I kind of just wrote down everything that would need to be accomplished in that one day in the office so that when I do have an office day, which I do try to plan those out, um, I knew exactly what I needed to do on that day. So, um, I think that answers your question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I love that. So you have like an admin or an office day. Do you do that like once a week or do you do it like every couple weeks just based so on my your... goal is once a week, but yeah. I am a client pleaser. So if a client wants to work with me on the day that's supposed to be my admin day, I will give it to them. And then I usually just try to plan it for another day during the week. So this yeah. year I kept telling myself, okay, Mondays are going to be my admin day. I'm not scheduling anybody on Mondays. Guess how many Mondays I've had free. <laughs> I mean, you were at my house on Monday. So exactly. I know the answer to that question. <laughs> so I try to keep at least one day or at least a half a day open yeah, so that I can just sit down and do things like invoices. Right. I get behind on invoices, you know, try, doing my mileage, that takes time. Mm -hmm. And half mm -hmm. the time, I, I don't remember where I went. So I have to do it once a week to keep up with it. Otherwise, I Girl, forget. you need Mile IQ. <laughs> you need Mile IQ. Do you know about Mile IQ? I don't. But you know what? QuickBooks, if you have the app on your phone, it also tracks your mileage. So it's all okay. in one place. Okay. Good. So yeah, I do, mine, I do mine on QuickBooks. So oh, yeah. I just, I just have to swipe if it was business or personal. Okay, um, cool. So I do that type of stuff. Then, you know, I do planning for client projects. So um, basically, after I work with a client, if I see that we need um, any type of products, I take measurements and then I have to sit down and, you know, figure out what to order. So I right. make like, you know, uh, product lists for clients, which, you know, that takes a good bit of time. Mm -hmm. um, doing follow ups with other clients, um, scheduling, all that type marketing of stuff. type marketing. Things. Then, yeah, it's like I got to schedule all my social media, write captions, do pictures. I have a blog, I do a newsletter, you know, we do it all. We do it all when it's just us, you know, yeah. so tons of things to catch up on, um, on my admin days. But, but yeah, like I said, I kind of just added things organically as I saw that they needed to be done and kind of just figured it out as I go, as I went, you know? Yeah. I think that's such a good example. And I think that's so important for so many people to hear who might like you have this idea in the back of their head for years about a business that they could start or, you know, take what they're doing in their full-time job now and turn it into consulting or take, you know, what they're doing and become an online educator. And it's so intimidating because you think that in order to be a real business, you have to have everything figured out and in place right. like on day one. And that feels so overwhelming. It is. And <laughs> very quickly, you can sign up for a million different subscriptions. And then mm -hmm. the next thing you know, you're spending tons of money on, okay, well, let's see, I've got to have the social media scheduler and I've got to have the email newsletter and right. I've got to have, you know, this software and I've got to have QuickBooks and the next, yeah, you can get completely overloaded. And then you find that you're spending more time managing all the different systems than you are actually doing the work. Actually doing them and using them. Exactly. Um, but that was like things like Canva. I know a lot of people use Canva for their stuff. So I bought the monthly subscription. Well, then I noticed that some months I was maybe using it one time. So I wow. said, you know what? I'm Most of the stuff on Canva is free. I'm just going to yeah. pay for the things when I need to pay for it. And that's yep. it. I'm not, yeah. I can't be saving that much money. You know, just right. things like that. So yeah. And definitely this business, you know, being a professional organizer, it's a very low cost business to get started. You really don't need anything to get started. I bought a computer yeah. and I bought a label maker. That was it. You know? <laughs> That was all I kind of needed. And then as things came up, you know, I started to purchase things that I thought I might need or that I thought I would use. But yeah, it, it seems like such a daunting task to say, okay, I'm starting a business, but really like you need to just focus on what the actual work is. So for me, that was finding clients and working with clients and kind of building up that. And then from there, everything else kind of just fell into place and I just figured it out as I went. 
Yeah, because you focused on what actually mattered most. Right. And I was very lucky. I found this online uh, online course called Inspired Organizer. Uh-huh. And it's this woman named Jen Obermeyer, and she is a professional organizer out of North Carolina. And she did an online um, workshop for professional organizers about the business side of things, Ooh. which was what I needed. I don't need to learn how to organize. I already know how to do that. Right. which is some of the other courses that I saw online were like more toward gearing on how to organize. But I'm like, no, no, no. I need help with the business side of things and how to do that. So I ended up joining that. And it was kind of like a monthly, monthly based kind of subscription type thing with all these videos, workbooks. Um, you know, we have a Facebook community that I'm still in. We can ask questions on there. We have hundreds of professional organizers from all over the country on there. So it's, all it, it made me feel less alone that like I, I wasn't the only one trying to figure out these things by myself, you know? Yeah. And that, you know, that's such a, a great point that you make because whenever we are, you know, solo entrepreneurs or we're just getting started in business and we don't have a huge team, we don't really have those coworkers. You know, you said yeah. that when you were a teacher, your coworkers <laughs> were a huge part of huge. what kept you in the job. And then all of a sudden, you don't have coworkers anymore and you don't have people to bounce things off of. So finding that online community like that is huge to kind of keep you going and keep your sanity. And Anna, I am such a people person. I am like the definition of an extrovert. I Uh get my energy from others. So when Uh I am alone, it is the hardest thing for me. Like I, that's probably why I never want to schedule an admin day because I know it's going to be the worst because I'm going to have to sit here by myself. I would so rather be working with people and being out there or, you know, doing that type of stuff because that is just like my personality. I get so much energy from others. Um, so yeah, that, that working alone in that office, you, every entrepreneur I'm sure has had that day where that you're like, should I just get a real job? Like, why am I doing this? (laughs) You know, those days that are like really hard. You're just like, why am I doing this? Maybe I should just get a nine to five. And then, you know, something happens, you get that phone call, you make a big sale and it's like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. This is why. Or like, <laughs> like for me, whenever I have a client have a total light bulb moment, yes. and like you see that shift mm-hmm. or like at the end, who knows, like at the end of the three days at all three of those days that we worked together, mm-hmm. I just kind of stood there and looked around and was like, oh my gosh, how is this real? Like how did all of this just happen? So I would love to shift gears a little bit and just, okay, y'all. So I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you want to know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz 
and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. Talk about the the experience of working with a professional organizer. Yep. You know, Marie Kondo really came on the scene a couple of years ago. Yeah. I read the, what is it? The magical art of tidy. I can never life, get the name. Life, I always say life-changing yeah. mess, but it's life-changing magic of tidying up. Tidying up. That's it. And I don't know why I say magical art, like it's yeah. Harry Potter or something. Right. The life-changing magic. magic tidying up. So I yeah. read that book a couple years ago, got rid of a ton of stuff when we, when Scott and I had just gotten married and lived in a tiny house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then more recently, Joanna and Clea, yes. uh, the home edit, have, the queens, the queens. <laughs> yeah, like they have totally taken like everything by storm with their rainbow Instagram account and their um, books and now the series. And right. so people are really starting to get a, a better idea of what working with a professional organizer is like. And I'll be honest, like I looked at for a while hiring a professional organizer as something that like fancy people with lots of money do. Right. A lot of people I, think I, that. <laughs> yeah. I, it's like, oh, that's for fancy people with a lot of money. I, I'm not a fancy person with a lot of money. I mean, we're very blessed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we're doing fine. Right. <laughs> but it just seemed like this luxury mm-hmm. and that I should be able to do this myself, you know. And then once we made the decision to move so late in my pregnancy, <laughs> and just wanting to get all of that settled in, right. I was like, okay, we've got to, we've got to really look at this and figure it out. So you know, based on your experience, you know, like I said, mine, what held me back for so long was I should be able to do this myself mm-hmm. and hiring professional organizers is for fancy people with lots of money. Right. What do you, what do you see holds people back from working with a professional organizer? So how you said I should, I should be able to do this myself. That's, that's number one. Every woman is like, I should do this myself. And I'm like, why, why do you have to do that? Why do you have to do this? Why are you in charge of this? You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, it's this super, um, I don't change my own oil. Right, right. Exactly. Like there's so many things that women think that they should be doing because we're so conditioned by society to think that we're in charge of all these things when it comes to the home and kids and stuff like that. When things are shifting and things are changing, like women need to stop saying I need to do this or I should do this and just say like, how can I get help with this? Because we can't do it all. I know everyone's like, oh, you can have it all. You can't. Let's just, let's just get, get rid of that notion right now. Yeah. I, I can clean my house once a week. Do I want to? Do I have time to? No. So why why not have somebody come in and clean my house? Mm-hmm. If I have if I have the resources to be able to hire somebody to come once every two weeks, why not? It is a burden off my back. It prevents me and my husband from fighting about who's going to clean. Mm-hmm. And it's just worth it. It's worth it because I know that my time is better spent doing something else. Yes, so, you get your time back. Yes, absolutely. So I think the biggest thing is that people um, – how they feel about hiring a professional organizer They're They think that they should do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that holds them back is like you said, they think it's for rich people, which don't get me wrong. It's going to be an investment, but it's an investment that you're going to get something back. So either mm-hmm. you're going to get back time, money, you're actually going to get back money because you're going to stop wasting money on things that you already have. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get back time, money. You're going to get back space. And you're going to get back your energy because like when you're living in a cluttered house, it just mm-hmm. drains all of your energy because how can, how can you have a calm and uncluttered mind when your space is just full of clutter and stuff is everywhere? Yeah. So you're going to gain so much more by being organized. So, and the thing is that Anna, now do I have clients that I can tell are very well off? Absolutely. But the majority of my clients are just like normal, regular people. They're uh-huh. like middle class, upper middle class folks. Um, 
but they've gotten to the point where they're like ready to invest their money in something that they know is going to save them all of those things in the end. And honestly, people with smaller spaces actually need professional organizers more Mm -hmm. because like we figured out with your house, how you said you were going from a bigger kitchen to a smaller kitchen. Oh, we lost two, 256 square feet. Right. We, and we're at, and we, you know, are adding a baby. So that's like not what most people do. And I was so stressed out and so terrible, like terrified. I mean, that sounds kind of extreme, but like it was keeping me up at night to think about how we were going to fit everything in, even after donating a ton of stuff. And that's the thing is people with smaller spaces actually need a professional opinion more because you have to be way more creative Mm -hmm. in fitting your things, you know, in a smaller space. So um, those are some things that I know hold people back. And I know some people, they think that they're going to be judged or they have shame around their spaces. Like Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many people go to their house and they, all they do is apologize the entire time. Oh, I know. It's so sad because I'm like, Literally, all I'm thinking about is I'm like, this is not even the second worst place that I've ever seen. A lot of times to them, it feels so terrible and like embarrassing. But to me, I like get excited. It's really weird. When I see like a room full of boxes, I'm like, cannot wait to just get rid of all that. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I can't wait to break all those boxes down, see what's inside and get everything put away. Like, I get excited when I see it. I know to them, it's been a source of stress and a source of like I said, embarrassment or shame. But to me, like I get excited when I see this stuff. So a lot of people feel just really embarrassed and stuff like that. So I know that some people that kind of holds them back from getting help. Um, which- you know, that, that I hear that with people in their businesses as well, that they are afraid to work with a bookkeeper. They're afraid to hire an assistant because then everybody will know that things are actually a huge mess. Right. Um, when when hiring somebody is what gets you out of, out the of it because exactly. they're unbiased like <laughs> you don't care that I had you know 38 boxes just of dishes decor and serving right. platters like yeah I have cool. no attachment to your things like yeah, I don't, you don't care, care. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly so yeah I, I think that um a lot of people see it as like a luxury service and mm-hmm. it can be um you know I have done spaces that we're pretty well organized, but they just wanted to take it kind of to the next level with styling and products and things like that mm-hmm. and weren't sure how to go about it. But other people, I mean, it really is just having someone come in and just figure it out for you. I'm basically just like a glorified problem solver. <laughs> I mean, that's what business is. Yeah. It's, it's just solving problems. And the fact that you get excited about solving this type of problem means that you are doing exactly what you need to be doing. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if someone is thinking, okay, hiring a professional organizer, working with an organizer sounds great, but how can I just be more intentional with my stuff in general? You know, I love your philosophy of the way that you keep your life in order is by having just what you need. If you're somebody who has for a long time been, you know, a maximalist. Right. (laughs) And, you know, thrived off of clutter and stuff and you're ready to make a change. Like what advice would you give somebody who is interested in, you know, just being more intentional with their stuff? So the first step in any of that and getting organized is, is to just get rid of as much as stuff as possible now. And when I say that, I mean, look at your spaces and see, keep what you can fit in that space, if that makes sense. So if you have this one closet for clothes, only keep the amount of clothes that can fit in that closet. (laughs) Now there's tricks and things you can do to maximize that space, but really it is to go through your home and get rid of anything that you don't love or you don't need. Um, and to live within your spaces. So mm-hmm. if I have all these extra pots that are not fitting in my cabinets, but I want to keep all these pots, then that means something else in my kitchen has to go so I can put these pots away. Because yeah. I'm not just going to live with pots on top of my countertops. Like that's not going to happen. No. So it's really going through, really making the tough decisions of what's going to fit in this space. How can I maximize my spaces? And then the second step is to create a home for everything. So everything in your home has a space down from your shoes to your batteries, 
you have an exact spot that you chose where those things are going to go. That way, whenever you are unloading groceries, when you are trying to tidy up at the end of the week, when you're doing your laundry, you know exactly where everything goes and it has a place to be put away. So those are like the two major, major things if you're starting your journey to trying to get organized is to declutter, 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 and then create a home for everything. Okay. So now let's say that somebody has, you know, tried to do the decluttering on their own, but whether it's because of sentimental attachment or just indecisiveness and they decide, okay, I'm ready to work with a personal, with a professional organizer. How exactly does that process work. I mean, I know how it worked on my end because I was like, okay, I am moving. I'm about to have a baby. We got to get this done. Mm -hmm. Um, But so for somebody who is already settled in their space and has, you know, stuff falling out of closets and stuff everywhere, you know, how, how does that process work? So to work with you? Yeah. So the first thing that people do is obviously contact me and we set up a consultation And during the consultation, it's basically you're giving me a home tour and just showing me everything. Um, Basically, during that consultation, I'm just listening because I want to hear what you've been trying to do, what's been working, what hasn't been working, what spaces like I I can usually tell from when a client talks what space is like driving them the most crazy. Yeah, you're listening for the pain points. Absolutely. So you give me the full home tour. And then what I do is I recommend one of my organizing packages and that'll let you know how much time I think it's going to take to get whatever project done. Now it could be just like one closet or it could be the whole house or it could be the kitchen and the pantry. It kind of just depends on what you need that extra help with. From there, we set up our sessions and um, I can usually tell by looking at the space if we need to get rid of some things, which is normally the, the, the reason why someone is calling me is because they need to get rid of stuff, but they can't quite do it themselves. Yeah. Um, like you said, a lot of people have sentimental attachments to things. Some people, it's just kind of not in their nature to really get rid of things. They don't really know how to do that. Um, right. So I basically guide you through the process. So our first session is always called like a, pur- I call it like our purging session. So that's when we pull all of your items out. Um, we sort them by like categories. And then that way you can see how much of each type of item you have. So like in the kitchen, if you kind of have stuff all over, I'll pull everything out of the cabinets and, you know, put all your pots together, all your casserole dishes together, all your tubwares together. Because sometimes when stuff is in a lot of different places, you don't realize how much you have of it. Mm -hmm. So when you put it into one group, you can see, oh, wow, I have like 50 tubware containers. Why do I have that much? (laughs) And I only have seven lids. Exactly. Exactly. So. Doing that process, it really helps you to see how much stuff you have in the quantity because when it's all shoved in a cabinet or a closet, you can't really tell. Mm -hmm. And especially if you have stuff like all over the house, like if you have clothes in this closet, this closet, and this closet, and we put it all in one room, you're like, oh God, I have so much clothes. How how do I have this much stuff? You have 12 white turtlenecks. Exactly. Exactly. So we do that. And then after we sort, I literally make you look at each object one by one. And you decide whether you want to keep it or donate it. Or if it's something really nasty, we'll just toss it. Um, But for the most part, we donate. Um, So I make you look through every little thing. And then we start kind of planning where we think things are going to go. Do you have people touch things and ask them if it brings them joy? Okay, I don't go that far. (laughs) Um, But sometimes I can tell, like, especially with clothes, women are so weird about clothes. Mm-hmm. They will look at a piece of, I will hold up a piece of clothing. They'll look at it, make a face like they just smelled like a dumpster and then say, I want to keep it. And I'm like, Why? Face, I'm like, your face did not say you want to keep this. And they're like, well, it doesn't fit me or look good on me. But I'm like, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not keeping anything that you don't like the way it looks and it doesn't fit you. Absolutely yeah. not. But it's, but I bought it full price and I feel right. like I have to keep it. Yeah. I know. So it's a lot of, um, not only am I coaching you through the process of organizing, I'm also like basically your therapist at that point. Yeah. And I'm talking people through like why it's okay to get rid of these things because of what they're going to gain in the end. And if they think their mom's going to be mad at them that they got rid of this thing that she gave them Christmas three years ago, 
then I say, you can tell your mom to call me and I'll talk her through her pain. Like, it's fine. Oh, that's Your mom is going to be fine. Or you can tell her, oh, I think, literally, I'm like, just tell them you can't find it. They'll believe you. If your your house is a little uh, messy, just say, oh, I can't find it. I don't know where it went. It's fine. She will never know. She'll never know. Um, So after the purging process, we do the kind of planning where we decide where everything's going to go and kind of put things back, um, you know, as organized as possible. From there, I like to plan products. A lot of organizers plan products ahead of time. um, But for me, I don't want to waste anybody's money. So I kind of like to do it afterwards because then I can see exactly how much we need of a product versus me just kind of guesstimating at the beginning. And also it's just so many returns and this and the other. It's like, let's keep this a little bit more simple. Yeah. After we do the purge and we kind of plan where everything's going to go, then um, we kind of break, you know, break after that. I basically plan for products. So I'll send my clients a list of products that we talked about getting. And again, I take measurements. I do all that type of stuff so that I know we're buying things that are going to fit in your space and that are going to work for whatever we talked about. Um, So then we get all that ordered. Then I go back in for another session, get all the products in place, get everything completely organized in its little containers and things like that. Um, I label it and then, you know, we have the grand reveal to the client so they get to see their newly organized space. Okay. So purge plan, product, and put away. Okay. How did you just come up with those four P's? And I've never thought of that. (laughs) I'm about to write that down. I'm writing it down. I just wrote it down for you. I'll put it in the show notes. Purge, plan, product, and put away. Heck yeah. And you can actually combine plan and product in order to make it three steps. Yes. That's fun. Okay. Cool. Okay. Thank you. You just gave me money tagline. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Speaking of taglines, we're, as we're wrapping up our time together today, I cannot let you walk away from this interview without pointing out how amazing your package names are on your website. Uh. <laughs> so when I was you know, thinking about possibly reaching out to Sarah to work together, still in that kind of in that mindset of, you know, I should do this myself, you know, this is for fancy people. I started clicking around her website and came across her, you know, (laughs) services list. And so she's got services for organizing, which is you know, that's like the bread and butter. That's what you do. But you also have these other special services in addition to uh, organizing. One for prepping people for a move, which I did the opposite. You prepped me to, you know, move in. Right. And then one for helping people um, hang things on the wall, hanging arts, hanging like art and gallery walls. Can you share those package names with me, please? So for my moving services, that package is called Pack That Thing Up. Uh huh. And then for my gallery wall services, it's called Catch the Wall. So I am a early 2000s, you know, hip hop, love that movie. I love that music, excuse me, um, when I was growing up in high school, stuff like that. Right, so right. I wanted to have something that was kind of creative, kind of funny, especially people around our age would like get those references and would think it was funny. Yeah. Um, I also kind of wanted to like show my personality a little bit because a lot of people think that I'm probably like this like uptight OCD person who's like disgusted by their house. And I'm like, absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. I'm like, I'm like basically your best friend coming over and we're going to like drink champagne and clean your house. Like that's how I want it to feel. Um, We're going to be silly. We're going to share stories. We can listen to music. We can dance a little bit. Like it's going to be a fun, I'm going to try to make it as painless as possible. Let's just say that. So I definitely spent a lot of time coming up with kind of package names and things like that because I definitely wanted to show off my personality a little bit more to let people know that I'm not uptight. I'm definitely like a relaxed person that's just there to help 
and make things easier for you. Yeah, non-judgmental. <laughs> and I, I got to tell you, like I was still on, I was kind of on the fence, but when I saw those package names, <laughs> I was like, all right, no, I have to, this has to happen. We have, we have to work together. Like this seals the deal. And I think I, I took screenshots of your website. Yes, yeah, you did. Because <laughs> I was like, this is epic. Everyone needs to know about this. So. And that's what I want people to feel when they see my website <laughs> and they read my bio and see my silliness in there. Like I have in my bio something about, oh, if you see me in the Mardi Gras parade, can you spot my mullet wig? Like, yeah, your mullet wig. Like that. <laughs> just because it's like, I want people to be like, okay, I not only want to hire this person, but like we're going to become friends. So yes. that's, that's, that's the whole, the whole thing with it. So I'm glad that it. you enjoyed that. <laughs> I knew, oh. I knew anyone that grew up you know, around the same time as me would obviously get the references. <laughs> 100%. Well, Sarah, it has been an absolute delight to spend so much time with you this week to yes. <laughs> feel settled. Like as we are recording this, this time last week, we didn't have keys to this house yet. Right. That's and crazy. so we've been in the house less than a week. And because of you and your amazing assistants that came in, we feel like we've been here for months. Um, so... Sarah, how can people stay in touch with you, learn more about you, work with you, check out your mullet wig? You know, where can we where can we find you and stay in touch um, online? Yeah, so my website um, is where you can get in touch with me if you are looking to book a consultation, and my website is www.socoorganizers.com. S O C O O R G A N I Z E R S dot com. <laughs> and and I'll, then, I'll get in the show notes, of course. Okay. And then um, on Facebook, it's just South Coast Organizers. And um, on Instagram, I have the longest Instagram handle. But if you type in the first part, it'll pop up Sarah, no H, S A R A L West underscore SoCo Organizer. But if you type in Sarah L West with no spaces, it usually pops up. So, okay, awesome. Well, I will be sure to link all of this up in the show notes and, you know, tag you in, you know, all of the posts promoting this awesome episode. And again, I cannot thank you enough, A, for giving me the sanity of feeling settled in our house uh, so quickly and for joining me today on the show to you know tell us what it's really like to work with an organizer and talk through some of those you know tough mindset blocks that are holding people back from asking for help and you know letting go of stuff in their life that just isn't serving them anymore so this has been awesome so much fun as expected and yeah thank you so much Sarah Thanks for having me. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. And there you have it. I have to say that when Sarah explained that so many of her clients feel shame when it comes to their clutter, it broke my heart. You heard me mention that I see the same thing with so many business owners being afraid to let someone see what's going on behind the scenes. Whether that's what their finances, their time management, their systems or processes, and therefore they don't get the help they need and they just continue treading water and being exhausted. If that sounds familiar, I challenge you to find one small way to ask for help in the next week. It doesn't have to look like going straight to hiring a pro organizer or outsourcing your housekeeping. But I encourage you to find just one small way that you can ask for help or delegate something in your home or at work. You can find links to the tools we mentioned during our conversation, like QuickBooks, MileIQ, and Jen Obermeyer's Inspired Organizer and Pro Organizer Studio, as well as links to stay in touch with Sarah and work with South Coast Organizers. Even though she's based in South Louisiana, her virtual consulting services could be the exact jumpstart you need to do your own purge, plan, and put away. And before you go, let me tell you about next week's episode. For next week's episode, episode 74, I'm heading over to my bookshelf and pulling my top five favorite books on work, life, and balance. 
Before we packed up and moved, I did a pretty substantial purge of my shelves, but could never, ever part with these five books that I reference and reread over and over again. I can't wait to share them with you. So be sure to tune in next week for the full list, plus why each of these books deserves a forever spot in my library. You might just want to add them to yours too. All right, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening. And I look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.